And welcome to Grounded with Brandon and Craig. Craig. And, and Craig. Craig. And Craig. You were, I tried to jump in. I, th- I didn't know you were going to pause, so. I just try to keep you on your toes. Well, you did that because you threw me off my game. So uh, That's right. You look really good in dress shoes and um, black, can I call them, slacks. They're slacks. And yeah. a, I hate that word, but anyway, and that white t-shirt. My white v-neck. Is it a v-neck? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it is a v-neck. Yeah. And your... Justin Bieber choker chain. Yeah. How's it going? Good. How are you? <laughs> how about we do? We're not even 30 seconds into it. I know. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. You look nice too in your shorts and Cincinnati yeah. Reds pullover. I know. Well, I did have, uh, you looked nice. I had, yeah, I was dressed up a you little bit. You were dressed up. Yeah, had a suit jacket on. Yeah. I was, I was dressed up, but I, I dumped that quickly as fast as I could. So we had a, um, a funeral here at the church this morning. We did. And, um, so it was, I don't know that you can say it was a good morning. You know, anytime you have a funeral, it's not really, really right. good. But it was, it was a nice honoring of Jim and it his was. life. And, and uh, what a, what a, I, I did not know him mm-hmm. at all. Oh, I've met him a couple times, mm-hmm. but just listening to the stories of him and just everybody sharing. And, you know, you, you kind of know a person through their family anyway. Yes. Yep. And, um, just, um, just sound like a really genuine guy who loved God. And, um, so even though I didn't know him, I felt connected to him yeah. because of, uh, because of our relationship to God. So yes, that was, uh, that was really good. It was so, really good. And, yep. um, and, and he you was know, we love Judy and yes. Betsy and the family. So yeah, yeah. Yep. Continue to pray for them. But, um, so we are a little later, um, getting we the are. podcast out. So a couple Kevin, hours later, Kevin Beal, don't. Don't shoot us for getting it out late. We're gonna, it's gonna get there. So, um, but we are in the stream room this afternoon and we're, uh, recording the podcast. It's been a, um, a, a busy weekend. We had a good week last mm-hmm. week. I, mm-hmm. I felt like a good right. weekend this weekend. Sunday it was good. We were packed house Sunday. Packed house. Pretty, it was good. Second the, service was packed again. And they were singing and dancing and well, I don't know about dancing, but yeah. they did clap. I think they did clap. Yeah. yeah so that was good. Some. Yeah. But so. it, was, it was a good message. We'll get to that here in a little mm. bit. Um, yeah, yeah, it was right. <laughs> it was a good message. Yeah, it was. I'm glad you preached it, and not me. Yeah, right. I wish you would have. I tried. Right. To Maybe Todd gets to do those things from now on. Right. Let's Todd. Have, let's just let's just paper rock scissors and just say you lost, Todd. You're you in. So, we we won. You lost. Yeah. Exactly. So you uh, baseball season for a Christian is over. It's and over. You're finished on Wednesday. You're done. You're glad about that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it, yeah. it was a good season. It was a good learning experience for him. He'd never played before. Um, we were one game shy of making the championship, the tournament championship, and uh, but we did go watch that on Saturday. It was a good game and awesome, and and a good time and yeah. awesome. Um, the weather today is supposed to be like a high of seventy six. It's gonna awesome. be nice. I heard it's going down to forty seven tonight. Is that is that right? I have to sleep with the windows open. I'm, I Maybe know. I'll sleep outside. I'm gonna get one of those hammocks and sleep outside. Okay. So speaking of that. Dustin, my son, mm-hmm. so if he's listening, you can always correct me, text me later, and let me know if I got this 100% right. But he took um, – he has four kids, and he took uh, three of them and went hammock camping, mm. I believe, on Friday night or Saturday. Okay. And um, so, you know, it's one – I think it's one of those hammock campings where, you know, they wrap around you and yes. all that. So, But, you know, he took a – a nine-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a six-year-old out hammock camping, and so he said. I think he said he got about two hours sleep. But I was going to say, kids had a good time. Brave so, man. Yeah, I know. So you're right. Weather like this is perfect camping yes. weather. Yes, yesterday was muggy as all get out. It was really hot and muggy. And when the storm came through, I thought, oh, this is going to be nice. But I thought it got muggier. Muggier. Yeah. Is it muggier? Muggier. Is that is a that, word? Muggier? I think so. Yeah, it is now. Speaking of muggier. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, so you have, uh, we get, you're, um, we're starting the new sermon series this Sunday. Looking forward the to that. The Chosen. The Chosen. And, um, just to give you guys, we usually kind of do this at the end, but I thought I'd do this at the beginning because I don't know how much you listen to us as we get past everything and how they many check people out. Have. Exactly. But this coming Sunday, we start a five week series on the, um, biblical drama, The Chosen, and we're going to use clips from, uh, for five weeks and we're going to build a sermon around that. And, um, so I'm looking forward to that, and and if you have not had the chance to watch the uh, series, the the Chosen's, there's two seasons, mm-hmm. and you won't be disappointed. I promise you, I was not one to watch it, but um, you know, my I wife was in the same boat. Yeah, and my wife forced me. Well, she didn't really force me. She showed me a, a scene of, from Nicodemus, and I'm going to be honest, I was you were hooked. hooked. It was like. I got hooked in the jaw and I could not let go. So now you know um, what a fish feels like. I know exactly what a fish feels like. Yeah. 
So I, I'm looking forward to that, and um, we've got Todd and you and me will be uh, sharing during this series, so I think that's going to be fun, and you know, um, I'm, I'm going to be doing two out of the five. So right. and I'm only, for those of you who are like looking forward to that, there you go. You only got to listen to me for two out of the five. And I'm only leading worship two out of the five Sundays. Exactly. And you're doing two out of the five also. I am doing two out of the five. And yeah. then we got Todd starting it off. So he's leading us up. He's up to bat first. He's going to, and he's going to knock it out of the park. That's right. No doubt. No doubt about that. So join us Sunday, uh, July the 3rd. 3rd. 9 and 1030. 9 and 1030 here at RCC. And so what's coming up this week for you? Oh man, um, we're gonna try to get some stuff planned out. Um, I'm gonna be getting with Jocelyn. She's gonna be leading some while I'm um, preaching and while I'm away this month, and so that's good. Oh, uh, you're gonna you're going away again um, this month? Can we talk about it? We can talk about it. I have no problem talking about it. <laughs> who's yeah. on Who's on vacation next? Well, that that would be me, but it's only for a couple of days. I mean, only for a couple of days. You're going for weeks at a time. Actually, you're going for weeks and months at a time. I'm going for a week. Okay, <laughs> to the beach. Well, actually, I am going mm-hmm. on vacation this week, and mm-hmm. um, so it'll enjoy. Be about, it's gonna be good. It'll be about five days, and you know, we're going down to Tennessee and love Tennessee. Going to go through Cades Cove, and you're heading on vacation at the end of July, the end of the month. Yep. So that'll be fun, and I'm glad you're. All joking aside, glad you're able to go, and yep. this is your with your parents. Correct? With my parents, this will be. Um, we've been. This will be the third time in the last four years we've been to Holden Beach. It's a place I grew up going to as a kid. My mom grew up going mm-hmm. to it as a kid. It's just a nice. It's about an hour north of Myrtle, but it's not as touristy as Myrtle. Mm-hmm. So it's much more of a family beach. It's much right. more relaxed. It's not overcrowded. That's always nice. And so we've got a beachfront house, and Look which is you. good because you can just walk we out. Must be paying you too much. Yeah, exactly. I, I heard you getting your chops busted about that yesterday Somebody morning. Did bust my chops, and you were like, that. you come right back at him. You were like, yeah, and and I only work one day a week. Yeah, that's it. That's all I work one day a week. Right? <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun for you guys. And um, what was funny last week is, I guess your mom ordered you and your dad matching outfits, and your dad modeled one, and I got a Snapchat. So that was we're about. It's what? always nice to see Willie dressed up like a flamingo. Seven to eight minutes into the podcast, I was wondering how long it was going to take to get there. <laughs> I wish I could post this picture. I, I don't have so, a, you know, in Snapchat, it just disappears. So. I saved it. Did you save it? Yeah, you can screenshot it. You can save it. Is that what that means when it says Brandon Chenault screenshot? Yeah. Or, okay. I didn't yeah. know what that meant. I was like. Yeah, I, I saved it. But uh, yeah, so mom bought us these matching outfits. Bathing suits. Bathing. Let me put it, let me put it this I, way. I'm calling them bathing jammies. Okay, let me put it this way. When I Snapchatted your mom back and I was like, is that Justin Bieber Sr.? That's what <laughs> looks like Justin Bieber clothes. I wish I could tell you you're wrong. There, I'm 100% correct. I found out she sent that to you and I'm like, oh great. Thank, thanks mom. <laughs> so mom, when you're listening to this, thank you. Appreciate and I would it. be as, about as correct as I've ever been about anything about that outfit. I, yeah, it's, yeah. it's something. I told her, I said, I will wear it separately. I'll wear the shirt with the pair of khaki shorts. I will wear the swim trunks swimming, but I'm not wearing it like a set of pajama swim trunks. Okay. So Lisa, if you're listening, make sure you get him in that outfit. Cause I know I, and I will screenshot that. I'm not teaching you how to do that. You got to figure that out on your own. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but all, yeah, all that aside, I'm still looking forward to going to the beach. Yeah. All that aside. All that aside, doing, getting some fishing in. And so, so did she get Christian? So Let's she see. was actually able to find Christian. Yeah. You know what? I got to leave. <laughs> You're just jealous. You want to go to the beach with us now. Well, I would go to the beach with you, but um, I don't think that's a long trip down there. And mm-hmm. I don't know if your kids would want me in the back of that car. Oh, we got room. Okay. Yeah, we got room. Um, so that'll be good. I'm, uh, besides the outfits, I hope you guys have a good the, Besides time. the outfit, it's, it's going to be great. But you guys will go walking by people and their mouths will just hang open and be like, oh my goodness, is that Justin Bieber and his dad? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, we had a great day yesterday. I thought uh, I thought both services were like very engaged, both in the worship and mm-hmm. even during the uh, uh, the message. Um, you know, sometimes um, you don't know. Right. Yesterday, I could tell that yes, both services were very engaged, and that that's always a good thing. And um, so that that was exciting, and we had you know good number, and mm-hmm. um, you know had a talk, 
talked to quite a few people after church and um, it's one of those things right now that we're, we're we're actually in a crucial point for um our world but not just our world but also for the church of Jesus Christ we're right. we're we're in a we're at a moment in time where we have got to really get this right exactly and not that we're going to be right all the time but right. our hearts and our minds have to be foundationally built and standing firm on on what God's word says exactly and so if we're not doing that, then we're going to be easily swayed by the culture. And the and the Bible talks a lot about that, you know, in the end times, perilous days will come. Well, the Apostle Paul really is talking about perilous times are coming for the church. And and I think we can see that right now and in, in what we're, you know, what we're going through. The thing that astounds me the most is that Christians who get on the cultural bandwagon and forget who they are in Jesus Christ. And um, uh, I'm not quite sure. It, it infuriates me, to be honest with you. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not quite sure what I think about that. I had yeah. a, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I've stayed, um, obviously with, with everything that went down on Friday, you, you knew there was going to be stuff and, and I expected, right. You know, comments from the world. I expected, you know, I've, I've got a ton of friends on Facebook and some mm-hmm. of them are Christians and some of them aren't. Right. And so for the ones that aren't, I, you know, I, expected oh yeah you know comments and bashing and all of that but it's it's the comments and the posts from christians that have been disappointing to me that they're not Mm -hmm. doing what you said and that's standing on the biblical truth of god's word and and so it's like you know what i'm i'm just i'm not going to get on i'm not going to uh, you know, subject myself to that because you know you talked about mm-hmm. yesterday about something you know you, that passage you read, and we'll get there here in a little bit. But you were like, it makes me hot under the collar. That's that's the way I get right, you know, right. I get on, and and not when I see the world's comments, but when I see what is supposed to be a Christ follower's comment. right, right. And and again, what what that's doing, and, and and it's doing what Satan's wanting it to do, but it's muddying the water. Well, yeah, it is. And uh, the 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 thing is, is that we are. Satan has really duped the Christian community to get into a Republican Democrat governmental exactly. mindset. And, um, you can become a worshiper of the government and a party rather than a worshiper of God. And it literally becomes their idol. Um, I mean, I'm, right. I'm going to say this and this is going to hit home, but you know what? I don't care. So I'm, I'm because we're going to hit this stuff head on from now on. I'm right. not backing down from this, but when you have Christian people, who are associated or at one time were associated with this church who are sounding off on Facebook or social media. And, and I'm not on Facebook or social media. So other than Snapchat and I don't get any of that, but what I heard, I mean, what I've seen and what people have told me is when people that say they're Christians put a picture of the Supreme court justices up mm-hmm. and then they use a derogatory term for the ones who voted to overturn Roe versus Wade and they, and they're against that. Woe to you. You're not a Christian. You're not a follower of Jesus Christ and you do not believe the Bible. Exactly. And you know what? I'll talk to you about that every time. So come see me. Come right. see me right now and Absolutely. we'll talk about that because you're 100,000% wrong mm-hmm. and you need to find Jesus Christ because you might lose your life and your soul if you don't turn right now. Right. And, and that's my concern right now. Exactly. For people, that they're going to lose it in the final, in the final, in, in the final battle. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's, it's a Toby Mac song, but he took it from the scripture, you know, and, and I love how he words it in his, in his song, but you know, right. I don't want to gain the whole world and lose my soul. Why would you want to, you know, well, and there's nothing more important, you know, and that's, that's what, that's what the road you're seeing people exactly. go down. They're getting on these bandwagons and they're being hoodwinked by what the culture is telling you is right and wrong. We've got what's right and wrong right in front of us. All we have to do is open the word. Exactly. Open God's, God's word and, and discern what is right from wrong. Had somebody yesterday, <laughs> somebody yesterday said, do you enjoy making people uncomfortable? And I said, you know what? I enjoy making false Christians uncomfortable. Right. That's my, that's what I enjoy doing. And I said, it's not that I enjoy it, but I feel like that I'm trying to get them to see what God wants them to see because they have been so duped by the message of the world and Satan right. that they can't see anything else but that. Mm-hmm. And so therefore therefore they're 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 forsaking their calling to Jesus Christ when they said that I believe that Jesus is the Christ the son of the living God and they were baptized and you're not walking in the spirit if you say that you believe in abortion right. or you post something about the Supreme Court justice. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you're out. You're 100% wrong. You you literally you're working for the devil. You're right. not working for God yeah. at this point. So. Can I be honest? 
please. Yeah, it's like I'm not really asking permission, but mm-hmm. you know, there have been times in my life where I've been uncomfortable because mm-hmm. of sin in my life. Yeah, you know, it's uncomfortable when you come to the realization, wow, this is a problem for me. This is sin. It goes against what God's word tells me. Right, is right, right. And and it's okay to feel uncomfortable sometimes, because you know what that is. Right. That that's God working through us in the Holy Spirit, Conviction, working right? through us to convict us. Yeah. To say, you know what, this is wrong. One hundred percent. Follow, follow me. Follow my truth. Mm-hmm. You know, leave leave your life of sin. Go into. You know, you mentioned it. I think yesterday, or or else I was talking to somebody else last night. I did. And, I didn't do it in both services. You know, I think but, I did it in the. You know, it's like service, it's yeah. like what Jesus tells the woman at the well. It's like what Jesus tells the woman caught in adultery. Mm-hmm. Go and sin no more. Go and leave your life. Yeah, you know, exactly. he doesn't. He doesn't say, hey, you know, where where are your accusers? Well, I don't accuse you either. Come here. You know, okay, let's, no, hug, go back, let's hug it out. Let's love hug is it love. out. Love is love. Go and continue to live your life. No, he says, go and sin no more. And that's what God calls me to do. That's what God calls you to do. And there have been, you know, someone asked you, do you, do you like making people uncomfortable? Sometimes I need to be uncomfortable. Right. Because I need to acknowledge the sin in my life. I need to be convicted of the sin in my life to say, you know what? That goes against what God wants for me in my life. Well, it's kind of how we closed out yesterday, and I won't jump ahead too much, but it's kind of like, right. what, what exactly. is the sin in your life that's holding you back? And you want to talk about being we uncomfortable. All have it. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, can I just, I'm going to be honest with you. I almost didn't ask that question because I know I have things in my life, either attitude or whatever, that I don't want to have to deal with. And that's very uncomfortable because I got to look at myself in the mirror after I already asked that mm-hmm. of everybody yesterday, and what am I going to do? So, you know, I've already had the opportunity to start, <laughs> to start working <laughs> right. on my stuff because I knew what was coming. Right. But, um, hey, I might be up front saying something, but it doesn't mean that I'm actually doing 100% what I need to be doing. I'm as uncomfortable as everybody else. Exactly. Time. So friend of mine, um, I think it was yesterday, a friend of mine, Jason um, Thurman from Indiana, sent me an article. I told you about it this morning mm-hmm. before um, we went into the uh, funeral this morning. And um, But the uh, article starts out like this. This is the headline of it. And um, he says, Study finds 37% of pastors, ministers, have a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. It says a spiritual awakening needs to take place in the pulpits across the churches across the United States. Absolutely. 37 of 100 believe in a biblical worldview. And what that means is you believe mm-hmm. the Bible from cover to cover, right. and you believe it's the absolute final authority on everything. Right. That's... Not good. It's not good. That's but if it was terrible. if that number were lower, it wouldn't surprise me from the stuff I've seen in the last week from supposedly Christians. Oh yeah, and so we have Christians listening to these false false prophets, prophets and heretics, mm-hmm. and then they're falling for that, and then they start posting this mumbo jumbo on yeah. Facebook, and they've just jumped right in at both hands and feet. The, if you're if you're sounding off. As a Christian and in support of abortion, you're in quicksand, and if you don't get out quick, you're going to be under yep. before you know yep. it. And um, and if yeah, and, and if you're watching or listening to some of these TV evangelists mm. or these high-profile ministers, you know, take a step back and, and make sure there's some good ones out there. There really are. There are some godly ones out there, but make sure you're listening to the right people. Exactly. And, and if you question, um, you know, then then maybe they're not. You know, walking in step with the spirit and they're not, their biblical worldview is not, um, or their worldview is not biblical. Um, I have not had a chance to watch it yet, but I did see the, the headline. I, I'm assuming it was today's episode that he's put out already, but, um, John Cooper, the lead singer of Skillet has his, um, episode of Cooper stuff out for the week. And it's on. We're doing the same thing. What's that? We're getting our stuff out for the week. Exactly. Right. And we're we're doing our. He's got a few more listeners than we do. I think a little bit. A little bit. But anyway, so in his this week, he's talking about you know the Roe vs Wade decision, and he's talking about he's he's calling people out. He's calling Christians out and reading their tweets and showing video clips of what they've said um, that goes against what what God's word says in that. And so I if if you question. Watch that. And that's uh, that's a good thing because um, I honestly, when I start getting these tweets and these Facebook posts forwarded on to me, I'm telling you, don't put it past me that I might be able to throw those up on the screen. Mm-hmm. I may block your name out. I may not. 
But if you post it, it needs to be said and you need to be called out for being a heretic and following Satan. Right. And I, I, I'm just saying, this is, this is an onslaught. This is a war and this is a spiritual battle and you need to pick a side. Quit waffling back and forth between right. one side or the other. By your foot post like that, you've already chosen your side. Exactly. You've chosen the side of Satan. Sorry. This is the way it is. So. Yep. You can get mad at me if you want. It is what it is. You know, it doesn't matter because I'm not real happy with you either. Right. So let's just be honest about it on a yep. physical side. But, um, but yeah, yesterday's, uh, <laughs> oh man, yesterday's, here we go, message. Uh, oh my gosh. But anyway, um, I got a question a few months back. Um, and the question was this it says, uh, I've read Judges 19 numerous times. And what is the message for us today? And why is it in the Bible? And Judges 19 is quite the chapter in the Bible. And, um, Yes, it is. We are, uh, you know, um, I picked out five extremes that, that are in the story. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know, maybe somebody else was writing this. They would have picked something else out. I, I don't right. know. But I put first picked, um, there was extreme love. And because, uh, well, let me just read, let me just read how it starts off. Judges 19 verses 1 through 3. It says, in those days when there was no king in Israel, a certain Levite was sojourning in the remote parts of the hill country of Ephraim, who took for himself a concubine from Bethlehem and Judah. And his concubine was unfaithful to him, and she went away from him to her father's house at Bethlehem and Judah, and there were there some four months. Then her husband arose and went after her, and this is a great part, to speak kindly to her and to bring her back. Mm-hmm. Now, I usually read from the NLT, and yesterday I did from the ESV, and because I just kind of like the way that it was worded better than the NLT, I just thought right. it sounded more like the the point was driven home exactly. Yeah. And um, but I also said that if you're reading this from the American Standard, not the New American, but the uh, yeah, original right. American Standard Bible, instead of using the word unfaithful, they use the word harlot. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the word harlot, even a biblical term of that is a person, a woman who sells her body for sex or right. to, for whatever. And so um, this lady goes and leaves him to go out and run around on him. And um, But he was so madly in love with this lady that he saw through that. I, and, and the thing that I really, when I read this story that I'm amazed about is that this is almost like the love that God has for you and me. Right. I mean, you think about it, all the, all the stuff that we've done, all the stuff that we've been involved in, all the stuff that the world has done or is ever going to do, that God looked down on us and he said, you know what? These people need salvation. These people need forgiven. Mm-hmm. At least the tur, you know, where they can come to me and, you know, and find Jesus Christ and find a, a way to get over that. So he sends Jesus Christ to die on the cross of Calvary. So mm-hmm. this man is almost in, and I think I brought this out. He's almost kind of a representation of, mm-hmm. What God's love is for us. Right. Um, because, I mean, let's admit this lady's a cheating spouse. Right. I mean, how hard would that be? Yeah, absolutely. We sang the song Reckless Love yesterday, and I yeah. love that bridge. You know, there's no shadow you won't light up, no mountain you won't climb up running after me. Right. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down coming after me. You know, that's what this guy does. He, exactly. He shows that extreme love. He goes after her, you know, pretty much saying, oh, just, just come back. You know, and he speaks nice to he her. He speaks kindly to her. That's your next extreme is extreme kindness. Yeah. And, and that's true because, um, you know, he convinces, he convinces her to come back right. with him and she's, they're on their way back. And, um, let me just briefly tell this real quick. You could probably do it too, but it's late in the day and they're getting down to the very end of the day. And so they're going to stop. They're going to stop for overnight. And if you know anything about biblical times and traveling and it's, uh, very dangerous to right. travel at night or to be outside at night. I mean, I think we all kind of feel like that now, but it was a lot worse, um, back then as if I read it right. So they're, they're going to settle down in the city of Gibeah. Uh, but there's a problem with the city because the city is racked with all kinds of sinful, sinful behavior. And they also, like Sodom and Gomorrah, not as bad. They're also known for their homosexual behavior. And uh, I think I said, I think I said yesterday, they almost make San Francisco look like Mayberry. Right. So they got a little bit of a chuckle. Exactly. But uh, the city belonged to the tribe of Benjamin. And we know that there's 12 tribes and this is one of the, this is one of the tribes. And, um, to make matters worse, these people didn't know anybody in the city. So they were, they were stuck. Yeah. 
And so there's a, I don't know if I've, I don't think I'll read the whole lengthy passage, but there was an older man that was coming in from mm-hmm. the uh, hill country of Ephraim and he was coming to Gibeah, Gibeah and um, he saw these two and he asks a question of them and he says this and um, he says, uh, where are you going and where do you come from? And he said, he said to them, well, we're passing from Bethlehem and Judah in the remote parts country of Ephraim. And he goes on to tell them what he has. He has food to feed his donkey. He has all this stuff and, and all this. So the older man finally looks at them and says, well, peace be to you. I will care for you and all of your wants. Only do not spend the night in the city. Yeah. Don't, don't spend the night here in the town square. And so he is, you know, the man knows what's going to happen. He right. knows what, uh, what, what's about to happen. So. Um, I mean, that's kind of, um, here we have this man who has this extreme love for this lady. Mm-hmm. And then we have this man who Shows doesn't know this guy kindness. and it's extreme kindness because he doesn't know them. He has no idea who they are. Right. And, um, I think I asked the question, how many of you would see somebody at 11 o'clock at night in Marysville or Delaware or Marion and they're sitting on the string corner and you say, Hey, why don't you come home with me? I wouldn't do that at 11 o'clock in the morning. I don't think you do that for me at 11 o'clock in the morning. Probably not, but that's neither here nor there. But we're overly cautious, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We are so overly cautious. Mm-hmm. We and were sitting there last night. We had uh, some friends over. We were playing. The adults were playing Phase 10. We oh, lift- was that Clint? No. Well, I was at home, so I don't know. It was, it was the Smiths. Okay. Um, we were sitting there playing Phase 10, and um, the kids, the older kids, the younger kids were inside, and the older kids came inside. It was just getting dark. Like, it was... It was just past dusk. It was almost too dark to see. And they were like, ah, there's a guy outside walking up the side of the road. He was walking through our front yard, and and he was just kind of staying out of the road, I think. He was sojourning through the hills of South He was sojourning through the hills of South Ridgewood. (laughs) Um, But it's like, okay, well, just lock the door. I think it's okay. But you do. You get... You get kind of you do it's sketchy and it's like you oh, do. what's what's he doing out there you know but he was just walking up the road you and, do and going to where where he was going and so anyways somebody approaches you in a parking lot hey can I have a dollar we we've got our defenses exactly we've got our defenses yeah. up and and the point was yesterday you know we we are cautious and we need to be cautious we need to be safe we don't need to be stupid about it but I also think we need to balance it out I think we're too safe I think mm-hmm. we. We're not kind. And I think that we have to show the love of Jesus Christ. So if you're so cautious and you're not showing the love of Christ, who's actually going to show you the love of Jesus Christ? Right. Nobody. So we've got to be able, you know, we've, we've got to be able to do that. And so the, I think the Christian community needs to show the world who we are in, in Jesus Christ for sure. And then we get to extreme sinfulness. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is a, part of the story that's really crazy yeah and yeah and you you even said um well we'll wait you you, you got to that the next but judges nineteen twenty two through 23 while they were enjoying themselves some of the wicked men of the city surrounded the house pounding on the door they shouted to the old man who owned the house bring out the man who came to your house so we can have sex with him hmm the owner of the house went outside and said to him, you know, so you, you see him like he went outside. He went outside. He he's, wasn't necessarily. And he's trying to play the matchmaker or a peacekeeper. The peacekeeper. Exactly. And he said to them, no, my friends, don't be so vile. Since this man is my guest, don't do this outrageous thing. That's that's a tough passage. That's a tough passage. And that's a very, um, um, what do you call that? That's a very eye-opening passage because, you know, a lot of times today in this world, people are like, you know, homosexuality is um, okay and all this. Bible doesn't talk about it. I don't know where we get right, that. I, right. I don't know where anybody with a half a brain of a cotton ball mm-hmm. would say that it's not in there because, you know, even Jesus, like, well, Jesus never mentioned about homosexual. Yeah, actually he did. Mm-hmm. He actually never used that word, but he said, I've, I've come to fulfill the law, not to abolish the law. Right. And when he goes ahead and talks about things, he refers back mm-hmm. to Deuteronomy and back to those passages that talk about marriage, family, mm-hmm. homosexuality, yep. sin, and all those things. So Jesus refers back to the law of Moses as being, I didn't come to abolish this, but I've right. come to fulfill, came to fulfill this. That. And put there is a way to escape yeah. that without ultimate death. For permanent life. Mm-hmm. And so. And then you have people that talk about how, well, that was Old Testament, all mm-hmm. that's Old Testament. 
what about Paul? Did it, what Paul's New Testament, Paul's post Jesus, Paul mentions homosexuality, like a lot, a sin, quite a bit, quite a bit. Yes, as he's writing to the different churches, and so, so what do you do with that? Because guess what? That's not Old Testament, exactly. Well, you know, and, and I've come to the conclusion, especially today, and and I probably wouldn't have done this fifteen twenty years ago, but with all the talk that we see and how everybody has lost their mind for, <laughs> I, I called it yesterday, the new religion of homosexuality, right. It is a it is a state religion of homosexuality, and um, but I wouldn't have said this uh, you know twenty years ago. But um, you know you read the Bible today and what it says about you know homosexuality and all this, it really puts a spin on that. You, mm-hmm. you you're like oh my goodness how how pertinent to the time that we live in right now. Right. You know, and that that leads us right into that John MacArthur quote, which I thought was really good. He asks a question at the beginning of it. He says, could it be in every single generation there is an extreme sinfulness? Mm-hmm. I think he's absolutely, yeah. absolutely right. He says the reason for that is that Satan is always on the prowl and doing whatever he can do to bring you and me and everything we see down. Satan is always trying to disguise things to look good and to get us to fall for it. And guess what? He's not doing that. He doesn't care about the world. And we've no. talked about this before. No, no. He's trying to muddy the waters for Christians and get Christians to sw- to swing to, to his swing side. Them. So if you have 37% of ministers in this country mm-hmm. that have a biblical worldview, guess what? He's done a pretty good job of swinging it over exactly. because that's what he wants because if he can get those guys to swing, that means that the average Joe Church member who's not really into it is going to swing very fastly. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden now we put five, six more years down the road, say 2025-26, now that drops to 27% has a biblical worldview. Well, now you're totally outnumbered because now everything's whitewashed and everything's watered right. down. Exactly. So now what? So things are going to get really tough because even your own church friends are going to go against you. Yeah. And they're going to still post on Facebook, and it's going to be a lot worse than what we're seeing right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And so um, I love um, 2 Corinthians 11, verses 14 and 15. It says... Um, I'm not, I'm not surprised that even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And that's what he does right mm-hmm. now. Pride is good. Love is love. You know, so it's no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. In the end, they will get their punished, uh, punishment for what their wicked deeds deserve. Mm-hmm. And this is why I keep preaching the way that I do and talking because honestly, can I be honest? I don't want one person to go to hell. Right. I've read what the Bible says about it. I don't want, and especially as a Christian, if you, mm-hmm. if you're losing it in the final days here, right. I don't want you, your kids or your grandkids to go to hell. Mm-hmm. So understand that when I get up and do it, it's not fun. It's not good to, it's not fun to talk about. It's not good fun for you to listen to. But really, honestly, I'm trying to save mm-hmm. you from the eternal fire in your family, you know, yeah. because you're, you're, your decisions, your your speech, your thoughts—they're affecting the way your family thinks. And at this point, I'm like, if you don't like it, just go find someplace else. Right. It's watered down. Enjoy right. yourself. Have fun. Knock yourself out. Right. May God bless you on your journey. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like I don't know what to tell you anymore. Right. So, um, how about Second Thessalonians two verses nine through eleven? Mm-hmm. Just talking about you know the you know the Antichrist. Right. Um, this man will come to do the work of Satan. And with counterfeit powers and signs and miracles, and he will use every kinds of evil deception to fool those who are on their way to destruction. Doing that now. Mm-hmm. Because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. And that's what's going on right now. It's very easy. Believe in God. Believe in his word. Stand on his foundation. Mm-hmm. You're going to be saved. So God will cause them to be greatly deceived, and they will believe these lies. Yeah, and, and I love that that middle section there, verse 10. Mm-hmm. He will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way of, to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and here's the here's the problem in our world today. We've taken a word that to us, to the world, means one thing. Right. But to God means something completely different. Mm-hmm. And that's the word love. Mm-hmm. And we have taken love to mean accept, to condone, to, you know, just go along with whatever because we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. That's what love is. That's not what love is. No. Love is having a tough conversation of saying, hey, I love you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see you go to hell. Mm-hmm. So let, let's chat about this. Let's talk about what God's word says about homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what God's word says about, call it what it is, mm-hmm. murder. Mm-hmm. Abortion. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about what God's word says about gossip. Mm-hmm. Let's talk, you know, and, and you mentioned all of those things and you mm-hmm. said, you know, those, those are sins. Mm-hmm. 
Gossip is a sin. Being being afraid, you know, not to say that we're never going to be afraid. No, but you can't live there. But if we live in fear, that's mm-hmm. a sin. Um, and so, but but it's that word, mm-hmm. you know. We have to we, we we have to love and accept the truth that comes from God. Well, I think yeah, the good point is is you know, love is love, mm-hmm. not yeah, good, right? You know what love is? God is love. So now let's break God is love down. Maybe 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 what I should do this fall is do a sermon series called. God is love, question mark, or love is love, question right. mark, and well, break down what that actually means. And that, that like, just from an, an English perspective, like, what does that even mean? That's like taking somebody from a completely different country who's never been around, you know, you and I are baseball guys, right? They've never been around the sport of baseball. Right. And telling them, well, yeah, baseball is baseball. Right. Right. That, right. <laughs> That's like. By the saying, way, I watched the game last night, and I saw what? Pete Rose hit a three-run double. Oh, good anyway, for him! Yeah, he anyway, still got it. Go ahead. Yeah, he, he still, still got, got it. it. But that's what that's 81. saying. It's like you know, baseball is baseball, right. or you know, taking someone who's from another country and they've never had chicken to eat. Okay, chicken that's probably is, a bad place. Chicken but, chicken? but chicken is chicken. Well, what what does that mean to someone who doesn't know? It's not like something Chick Fil A would use, right? right. Chicken right. is chicken, right? <laughs> well, you look at you look at that whole phrase. You know, love is love, God is love, but God is love. So God is the one who that, actually sets the standard for that's love. Where and the he definition, sets the comes definition from. of yeah. love, and so in that definition of love, guess what? That God has loved us so much. What is it that He sent Jesus Christ? To die for us, and what's the one passage in Romans? Um, why we were sinners, God we showed us His sinners. love for us yep. by sending Jesus Christ to die for what our sins. Our sins. So when God is love and He sets the standard for love, and that's the definition of love. Well, now we got to break that down, and we realize that the gospel of Jesus Christ is involved in that. Mm-hmm. God is love, which means that I've sinned. And I've got to acknowledge my sin and come to Jesus Christ, and then my right. life doesn't about face. So God is love. Mm-hmm. Love is not love. I, right. Love is love is like, I, you know what? We'll talk about that this fall. There you go. There we go. That's, there we go. <laughs> but, um, the next time we get, we get to is extreme foolishness. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is the one where you said, okay, this, uh, this verse, app, I, these, yeah, it's one verse. One verse, and I, uh, can I be honest with you? I, I hate this verse. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Mm-hmm. And it, it drives me crazy, and it, fu- I was fume, I was readier yesterday, and I'm getting readier now. But here's the This verse. is, it's like, okay, well, you know, what's gonna be the lesser of two evils? Okay, yeah. so here you go. And that's almost what, what this old man does, and it's still wrong and disgusting and, and sinful. So Judges 19.24. This is the old man talking. After he went out to try to reason, reason with, with these guys, mm-hmm. here's what he says. Here is my virgin daughter and his concubine. Let me bring them out now. Violate them and do with them what seems good to you. But against this man, do not do this outrageous thing. Hmm. Now, anybody who has a daughter... To think that, um, I, my mind stops. Yeah. I literally, I've either going to get extremely mad. And I think yesterday I said, I'd like to have five minutes with that old man, just five to knock some sentence to his head. What five. man throws his daughter mm-hmm. out? And especially for somebody you don't even know. Right. It's just the craziest thing I've ever seen. And, and I don't wrap my mind around what, and I did say that uh, there's a couple of different views. Mm-hmm. I think there's, there's more than this. I just brought out these two because there's the, the, five or six right. different views from different Bible scholars down through the, uh, through the ages. But, uh, some Bible scholars believe that this was the lesser of the two evils, le- lesser of the right. two sins that don't commit homosexuality. So here, let's, here, take these, take these ladies. Some believe that, um, that he had to give them something because he was afraid they he were going to rush the house and either Burn it down, tear it down, and kill all of them. So, hey, let's sacrifice a couple people for the good of everybody. You know, you've heard that before, you know. so And you you gave us this. You said the lesson for us, though, is you cannot appease evil in any way, shape, or form. You can't. You cannot do that at all in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. You're right. Because here's the thing. I think that today we think that we can appease evil. We can negotiate with it. We can satisfy it. We can walk away from it. And um, we can't do that. Right. We literally can't do that. So, you know, there's evil 
Every time you turn on your TV, from the White House, from yep. the Oval Office to the Supreme Court, although they made a good decision on Friday, but most generally, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. don't. So, um, and from just our government in general and just the way that people operate and, and um, everything is, is balanced to bring you toward something that is ungodly. Mm-hmm. And I guess the only way you can do this is judge it all by the Word of God, right? Exactly. If something comes from the White House, what does God's Word say? Mm-hmm. They say that abortion is fine. I read God's word. Yeah. You created me and my inmost thoughts and beings and da 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 da. Okay, well, guess what, Biden? You're wrong. You're out. You're you're evil. You're you're bad. You're going against God. Yes. Um something comes down from something else. Hey, you know, um LGBTQ, homosexuality is fine. Let's do all this. Well, let's gauge that out by God's word. Right. God's word is riddled with what that thing what mm-hmm. that thinks. In fact, it's one of the most detestable things you can do mm-hmm. according to God's word. So, yeah. And, and and that's the thing is, you know, where the, this extreme is extreme foolishness, foolishness. There's going to be foolishness, you know, no matter where you go, no matter right. who you're talking to. You know, I love this, these verses you read from Romans chapter 16, verses 17 through 18. And, and he says, I make one more appeal, my dear brothers and sisters. Watch out for people who cause division and upset people's faith by teaching what? Teaching things contrary to what you have been taught teaching things contrary to god's truth stay away from them paul says such people are not serving christ our lord they are serving their own personal interests and you see this possibly in Mm -hmm. in this old man's decision Mm -hmm. of serving his own interest of well i don't want to be killed so here take my virgin daughter and this guy's concubine um he says by smooth talk and glowing words they deceive innocent Mm -hmm. people you know, and it, and it all boils back to, you know, stay away from those people who are mm-hmm. going to teach you something contrary to God's truth. Exactly. And realize you, you can't negotiate with it, with evil at all. You can't, even in your own life, you can't, you can't say, right. I'm going to do this one more time or this is just one time or, you know, I, I can handle this. No, you cannot. You mm-hmm. can't, you're not strong enough to handle it. It's like, okay, so I grew up in Virginia and I grew up. I tell people all the time, it's like, yeah, I grew up with a baseball in my hands, like I did. But when I, in the summertime. Aren't you actually a spelling bee winner? I won a spelling bee in seventh grade. I'm not sure if you knew that or not. I'm not sure I did either. Yeah, I won it on the word cat. I'm of just, course you did. I'm just kidding. You're from Virginia. I'm just kidding. Um, the first guy spelled it K-E-T. <laughs> cat. Um, but anyways, if, in the summertime, if I wasn't on the baseball field, I was probably, I probably had a fishing rod in my hand. Okay. I love to fish. And, um, and, and you know, so it's um I don't even know where I was going with that. I just love to fish. Where was I going with that? My goodness, here we are. It's been a long day already. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> Sinfulness, foolishness. Um, I just looked at you I was like, well, this is going somewhere. I love great. it. Brandon's mind just exploded <laughs> in half, and I love it. I tell you what he was doing. He was he's he was looking at the clock, and he's going through the story. And oh, I know that he's thinking about going to Marysville oh, and getting go. him his brew from his right. man. And so his mind exploded. So does that help? No, that doesn't. Okay, help. <laughs> you should oh, see his man. face. He isn't looking at me like I'm, I can't believe this. I can't even believe where I was going. Uh huh. I grew up with a fishing pole in my hand. You did in baseball and in baseball. Um, but what were we talking about beforehand? Well, we were talking. We just read the verse um, from. Uh, you just read the verse from Romans um, uh, sixteen, where you were talking about. You know, um, you know, such people are not serving Christ our Lord, but they're serving their own personal interests. Smooth talk and glowing words that deceive innocent people. So, and you said something about the old man serving his old interest. His own interest when he was coughing up his right. daughter. His mind is still blank. I can I'm see still blank. Face. I still have no idea where <laughs> I was going. So enjoy that little tidbit. But here in about five minutes, don't you dare. When we don't are you dare erase it. When we are somewhere else, I won't erase it. That's okay. <laughs> hey, we all make mistakes. But here in about five minutes, when we're somewhere else, I'm going to come back to that and yeah. be like, "Oh, I remember where I was going with that." Yeah. But and then he'll probably tag it on at the end. I will oh, here's tag it what on I was at the end. end. Here's what I here's what I was saying. But when I was when I was reading when I was talking about where he goes, where were we at? And I was trying to remind him. I'm just looking at his face. I can see in his eyes. He has no idea what we're talking I about. I have a question. I know are you, it's, are you it's actually little, here today? It's a little darker in this room. Can you see the smoke coming out of my ears? <laughs> exactly. 
Man, that was going to be good too. It's like I love analogies. I'm an analogy person. You you know what you did? What? You threw me off with the spelling bee thing. <laughs> yeah, it was my fault. It was your fault. <laughs> it was K E T K E T. Right. Yeah. Thanks. So I apologize to everybody out there because that was going to be one of the best analogies that you've ever heard today. He'll remember it before we're off. I guarantee. Probably. Maybe. So that's that was extreme. That was one of the extremes. And here's the last extreme was extreme measures. And um, here we go. I'm just going to read it. You okay. ready? Here we go. Judges 19, 27 to 30. Now, you got to remember the guy tossed out his daughter and mm-hmm. his concubine. And what happened was is that these guys basically pretty much brutalized these women throughout right. the night. Right. And um, you can put your imagination to that. Mm-hmm. It was not. It was not a good thing. So Judges nineteen twenty seven to thirty, her master rose, which was the concubine's husband, in the morning, and when he opened the doors of the house, he went out to go on his way. Behold, there was his concubine laying on the laying at the door of the house, and her hands were on the threshold. He said to her, "Get up, let's get going." And there was no answer because she's dead. They killed right. her. Right. Then this is like Ted Bundy out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like you know. Then they put her on her on her donkey and they rose up and they went away to his house when they entered his house he took out a knife and this is the craziest part took out a knife and taking a hold of his concubine he divided her limb by limb into 12 pieces and sent her throughout the territory of israel and all who saw said this not such a thing has never happened and has not never happened since the day of the people of israel came out of the land of egypt until this day and the last phrase gets me because he's getting their attention Consider it, take counsel, and speak. Mm-hmm. When you read this, I think I said yesterday, when you read this, you first think, well, this almost seems to be as brutal as what those guys did, those monsters did to her. Now he's cutting her up into right. into 12 different pieces to think about yep. that. But um, he was cutting her up because um, he was going to try to – he's sending her off to – different right. tribes, right. different places. He's trying to get their attention. He's trying to say, here's my story. Here's what happened. Here's how brutal these people are in the land of Benjamin. Here's how vile and disgusting and what monsters these men are. So I need for right. you guys to pay attention to this right. and, and understand what, what's going on. And something needed to be done, and he got their attention. And uh, we flip over to Judges 20, verses 1 through 3. And I love this account. And I, and I wish I had time to talk about the battle. Right. But I didn't. Right. Because I would have been getting evil eyes from you. Mm-hmm. I was under time yesterday. Okay, I want to take a second right now as I'm sorry, I'm chewing on ice. I'm out of coffee. Yeah, and don't he'll he'll take a second, but he'll forget what he's saying here in a minute, so go for it. And so before I forget, okay. kudos to you for being under time. I was. I give you a lot of flack when you're overtime. He does. By five or six minutes last week. But uh <laughs> Was it really that much? Uh you second service last week it was between five and six minutes. Really? Yeah. When the uh, when the spirit speaks, I don't know what to do. However, you it need just, to, it just goes. However, you need to justify. Okay, you know. Uh, but congratulations, but thank you thank for you. being on time. I appreciate yesterday. it. Yesterday, so Judges twenty verses one through three. There you go. And here's he got their attention, and it says, "Then all the Israelites were uh, united as one man, from Dan in the north of Bathsheba and to the south, including those from across the Jordan in the land of Gilead. The entire community assembled in the presence of the Lord in Mesfa. The leaders of all the people and all the tribes." Of Israel, and I love this part. Four hundred thousand warriors, armed with swords, took their positions in the assembly of the people of God. Word soon reached the land of Benjamin; they're in trouble coming up. Mm -hmm. That the other tribes had gone up to Mizpah. The Israelites then asked, "How could this terrible crime had happened?" And um, they're getting ready to have this big meeting, and they're going to come down on these guys really hard. Yep. And I love it because the few. You know, I think I you encourage you. Yep. You're going to see that the battle went on for a few days. I'm, I don't know if it says two or three or four days at this point. I can't remember, but um, they did lose some pe- some good people. But mm-hmm. they ended up t- wiping out those guys, and twenty five thousand of those monsters were wiped out. Can you imagine twenty five thousand of these deviants in just one area? Right. That's like prison. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you have? I mean, when I read this story and what those guys are about, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I picture like people like to brutalize somebody like that, like um, you know, 
like some of these mass murders, like mm-hmm. Ted Bundy and John Wayne Gacy and, and all yeah. that, you know, you look at that and you're like, well, this is just as bad what these guys, and, and if this is the account that we're reading, what have they actually done? Exactly. Now you know why the old man don't stay out on the street corner, but yet he tosses his daughter out. Right, right. Again, my mind stops. Exactly. Uh, I, I can't even hardly go there, but. So, I read a passage of scripture, um, that Jesus said, Matthew 18. Verses seven through nine. Yep. And he says, What sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people uh, to sin? Temptations are inevitable, but what sorrow awaits the people who does the tempting? So if your hand caught and your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better to, uh, better to enter eternal life with only one hand or one foot than to be thrown into the eternal fire of hair, hell with both your hands and your feet. Mm-hmm. And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away because, um, it's better for you, you know, to go to heaven with one eye then go to hell with two right. eyes and so and i love that because you know jesus is making the point this i said this is a hyperbole it's kind of like me saying oh brandon you look you mean hyperbole is that what I, is it what a hyperbole it's called hyper hyperbole. did i say it wrong i think so why didn't you correct me after the first service i'm sorry or did you forget that too i did for, my okay. brain is, is <laughs> I, I need checked out hyperbole yeah that's what it is hyperbole i don't know why i said that yeah anyway hyperbole and that's how it's spelled so it's like um me saying, you know, you're big as a barn, but you're not really big as a barn, but you, you get the picture. So Jesus right. is trying to drive the point home that something has to be done. And basically, you got to deal with your stuff forcibly. Like these guys did and united as one. Mm-hmm. You got to, you got to deal with right. this forcibly. You got to, you yeah. got to get rid of this. And so I asked a question yesterday and I've already, I think I've asked it already today, but what extreme measures do you need to take to get rid of those sins in your life? Right. Yeah, and when I hear that story of what happened and what they did to those those twenty five thousand plus men, you know, you what comes to my mind is like, you know, they purged the evil. Purged is good. Purged. But the truth is, is that there are times where I have to, I've got to purge evil in my life, and that evil is sin. Um, and so that's a great question: is what extreme measures, you know, do we need to take today to get rid of those sins, that evil in our life? Exactly. Um, and, and you know, it's, it's not easy. It does hurt sometimes. It is painful because just to acknowledge, mm-hmm. hey, I'm not walking in step mm-hmm. with the Spirit in my life. I've got to, you know, work this out. And I'm, and I'm, and I was, and, and I was actually talking about that with one or two things mm-hmm. that you know. Right. And we all know. And we all know. Because mm-hmm. those one or two things affect everything about us. Right. And we, for some reason, we hang, hang on to those like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Like that's our My precious. Precious. Awesome. You're welcome. That's creepy. It's good though. I'm about the same height too. <laughs> and he's down, he's squatted <laughs> down like too like Gollum. <laughs> How'd you do that? <laughs> oh, I wish. I would hurt myself. <laughs> but uh, we hold on to those things and it affects mm-hmm. everything about us. So, you know, what is what is the one or two things you have to get rid of? Because let's admit it, sometimes we love to hang on to those. Yeah. It's ours. It's what we hang on to. We've given everything else to Christ and we've turned all that over, but boom, we're hanging on to that yeah. one thing. And I, I tell you, I, I think anybody who's listening or who was here yesterday knows what that is. For sure. We and, all know what that is. And here's the truth too with that is that, you know, and, and I agree with the world, you know, they call Christians, um, you know, hypocrites because what, what we do, I do it sometimes. We gloss over it. We do. And we're like, well, it's not that bad. Or we, we kind of put ourselves up against somebody else. Well, yeah, I've got that mistake in my life or I've got that flaw in my character or right. whatever. And we kind of, we don't use the word sin. Right. We tiptoe around it and we're like, but right. at least I'm not as bad as that person because do you know what? He, he's cheating on his wife. And, exactly. Or she's doing this or whatever. And it's like we justify ourselves. No, we need mm-hmm. to purge that mm-hmm. evil. It's funny because I've heard people say this throughout my life, and they've always used the same people. And and I bet I have heard this a dozen times from different people throughout my life. Well, I may do this, but I'm no Charles Manson. (laughs) So Charles Manson is the gauge that you're gauging your life by. Could there be any lower bar than Charles Manson? Like the bar is so low. And then he's 12 feet under the bar. Right. So that's your bar. I, at least I'm no Charles Manson. And that's, well, thank God for that. And that's where, that's where we miss the boat. Exactly. Because instead of gauging ourselves versus a Charles Manson or somebody else who we know is living in sin or whatever, we should be on the flip side of that of saying, well, I know my life is not living up to Jesus and I need to strive right. to be like Jesus. Right. 
It's not striving to be, well, at least I'm better than that person. It's like, no, I'm not where I need to be. I need to right. strive to be like Jesus. Right. And that's where the disconnect is for us. Exactly. And so I kind of went through some things yesterday. I said, you know, maybe uh, maybe you're in a relationship with somebody and you know you've been around them and they make you be a person you don't want to be. Maybe you need to reevaluate that. Mm-hmm. I said, maybe you need to, and I know this is a hard one because mm-hmm. where we're at in the economy, maybe you need to quit your job. Maybe your job's affecting you. Maybe your job has been so woke that you know that you shouldn't be working there. Yeah. I need to quit my job. Yeah. You, just a pain working with you. I'm not woke, though. You aren't woke. I will give I, you I, that. I'm not woke. I will give you that. But I might be a pain, but I'm I, not I don't woke. think I was woke earlier either. I think I was asleep, and I couldn't remember what story I was going to tell. And I'm just kidding for anybody I don't want to quit my job. You all right? <laughs> I was thinking about you having that brain dead moment about five minutes ago. Right? Man, I grew up with a fishing rod in my hand. <laughs> and then I said, maybe you're involved in some kind of sexual sin. Mm-hmm. And we convince ourselves that it's okay. Right. And, um, and, and then I broke it down even more. Maybe you gossip. Maybe you slander. Maybe mm-hmm. you got a bad attitude. Maybe you're, maybe you're a coward. Maybe you live your life in fear constantly. Maybe you, those are all sins. Then we, right. we gloss those over. We gloss, you, you know, we literally gloss gossip over. Mm-hmm. We, we don't even count that as a sin. Right. But you know who inherit the uh, kingdom of God? You won't go to heaven. Right. Gossipers. First one, slanderers mm-hmm. is right down in order. So you gossip, you're, you're, you're just as bad as Charles Manson. Right. Almost had a brain moment there too. So, um, you have to remember one thing. There's only one thing that can clean us out, and it's mm-hmm. the blood of Jesus Christ, and this coming to the cross and accepting what Christ can do, and by Absolutely. faith choosing to follow Him, because you can't control your sin, you can't um, ever appease it, you can't deal with it on your own. You need the power of God. You need the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Exactly. I love the the verses you read from First John um, chapter one. Mm-hmm. You said, "But if we are living in the light, as God is in the light." Then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. Mm. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. Mm-hmm. Those are awesome. Absolutely. I love that. What I mean, what a wonderful promise. Exactly. You know, exactly. And, and you, you talked yesterday about, you know, you, you read a... A passage of scripture like Judges 19. And you're like, wow, what do I do with that? What can I take from that? But mm-hmm. the truth is, is that we can mm-hmm. learn. You know, God can teach us things mm-hmm. from Bible passages even like exactly. that. Well, here's the thing. For you to let go of that one or two things that you're hanging on to, mm-hmm. that's probably the most gripful thing you'll ever do in your right. life. Because... Uh, you hanging on to that is almost kind of like a security blanket sometimes. Right. A bad one, mm-hmm. but you hang on to it. And for you to say, you know what, God, uh, you know how much this I, I have been involved, but you got to be honest. Mm-hmm. Confess that to him. You'll be freed, but here's the thing. It's going to be the hardest thing you're ever going to do. And I will tell you the hardest part about that, and and it's something that, that I have found it's the most freeing, yet the hardest part. Do it out loud. Exactly. Pray it out loud. And it's going to be difficult because you're actually hearing yourself saying it, mm-hmm. but but it, it then takes you to that next mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. of asking God for forgiveness of mm-hmm. that. Exactly. So it's good stuff. And we mm-hmm. closed out the series yesterday, so um can't believe it's closed and down and um you know, I just, my prayer is that everybody will get grit. Everybody will have grit. Mm-hmm. It's something that's inside of you. Yep. You, you, you know, you, it's something you got to work on. It's something, a choice you have to make at times. Um, so my prayer is that, that we would be a Christian community that follows God and mm-hmm. we would be a Christian community that stands on the word of God for all of our answers. And we wouldn't be like these snowflakes out there where 37% of ministers have a biblical worldview. We're not going to be like that. That's right. woke, man. It that is. is so woke. It disgusts me. Mm-hmm. So, um, we need to, we need, we need to pull up our pants. We need to tighten down the hatches and we need to be the men and women of God that they have called us to be and yep. stop vacillating back and forth between two worlds. Yep. 
Because you can't do it. Right. You think you are, mm-hmm. but you're not. You're making you, you're posting stuff and you call yourself a Christian. You're posting garbage on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. You look like a fool. You right. look like a fool if it goes against God. You, you've totally, you've totally ripped away your yep. testimony. Nobody's ever going to listen to you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever going to listen. You have respect for you as a Christian. Exactly. At all. So, but anyway, good stuff. And we start the chosen Sunday. It's going to be good. It'll be fun. It's going to be, good. it'll be really fun. Got a few things coming up. Got Women of Worth. It's going to meet at the Richwood Park on July 9th. Wow. That's yeah. what they call it is Wow Women You're of right. Worth. You're right. Wow. And you can register at, Rich- oh, goodness, richwood.church <laughs> forward slash women. I started talking and got vapor locked. Yeah, oh, man. He's having some problems over there. <laughs> I need a Biebs brew, I guess. You're right. Oh, his face. Oh my goodness. Now, okay, let's be honest. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Anita got one. Mm-hmm. And you tried it. And you said. It was good. It was good. But I never said the name. Right. I said I want that drink, that new drink, or the French vanilla. Right? Well, I mean, because that's what the lady shit said. She said. Yeah, it's just a French vanilla cold brew. What's that called? <laughs> so even after the Beebs brew's gone, you can still go order a French vanilla cold brew. Yeah. So, women of worth, here you go. Night of prayer coming up on Tuesday, July 12th at 6 o'clock in the church sanctuary. Hope you guys come and pray with us us. and pray with us. And then there's a new women's Bible study called His Word. Book of Isaiah. graphic looks good. I'll have to see that. Mm -hmm. Begins on July 18th at 6 p.m. at the Ackerman House. Need information or you want to register, you can do that at richwood.church forward slash women. That's right. And then, then, one more thing. You announced it yesterday. It's oh, yes. the school supply giveaway. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be on Wednesday, August the 3rd from 6 to 7 p.m. at the Richwood Lake Shelter House. So, yep. well, um, we're looking for volunteers yes. on the prior Sunday to um, pack the backpacks with the school supplies as well as donate supplies. There's a list here in the Welcome Center. You can grab some of those, one of those, multiple of those, and mm-hmm. go purchase supplies and bring them back in to be able to hand out. Mm-hmm. So and then that. on Monday, a week from today, we will not be podcasting. We will not be podcasting, but we will be enjoying Independence Day. Why we have our freedom still, right? <laughs> I got, all I could hear was uh, Martina McBride in my ears. Let freedom ring. Was that Martina McBride? I don't know. I, it sounded like Justin Bieber over there, but because <laughs> I was like freedom, freedom, freedom. Oh. Okay, you know, you he's about to that, get smacked. You can take that song and put any words in there. Mm-hmm. And you do. And you do. Yeah. You do a very good job I still at want it. to order like that, though, before they get rid of the Beebs brew. <laughs> okay. If you order like that, would you film it for me? No, I'm not going to And we it. will play that here on the podcast. Yeah, I'm, it's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to be judged by the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. You know what? <laughs> you are already judged, my hey. friend. <laughs> But in honestly, seriously, yes. okay, I'm ready. Um, Let's do it. If when I grew up, if I didn't have a baseball in my hands, I had a fishing pole in my hands. End of story. That's all I got. I still can't. You remember. still don't remember, do no, you? No. But if if something happens between now and two weeks from now when we record again, and I remember what that analogy was going to be, I'm going to write it down. Okay. And then we'll come back to it. And we'll come back because it. it was going to okay. be like it was going to be one of those aha moments. So like, we're skipping all next week. Yeah, unless you okay. want to record later in the week, I we don't could care. record like Wednesday. That's fine. Maybe, we, maybe we should record Wednesday of next week, and then so you maybe we can do some kind of what um, shortened version or something just to touch base, and maybe you'll remember your story. Maybe that would be awesome. Yeah, I do like to fish, but that's spell, all I got. And spelling bee, and the spe- you threw me off with that stinking spelling bee. Why did that throw you that, off? That gets brought up so much. Yeah. Okay, and you bring it up because he's always like, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I want to spell because it's back become in a joke Virginia. now. Right in Virginia, West. We were sitting in, um, in Western we were sit- Virginia. We were sitting in staff meeting, and he did say, "I don't know if you all know this, but I want a spelling bee." And Todd was like, "Oh gosh, <laughs> here we go again." <laughs> oh man, so good times, good. T- um, it's like the book green days. eggs and ham. Like you guys have all heard that story before. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so 
Thank you uh, for being here today. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for being you. <laughs> yes. You know. <laughs> Uh, we hope you've had a uh, great start to your week so far. Um, hope you have a good week coming up and that you do um, have a great Independence Day. And um, looking forward to The Chosen. Join Me us too. for that. You have a great trip. Be careful. I will. And um, we will. If I don't get back, I guess that means you're if, sheriff. I guess. Wow. If that's the case, I'll podcast by myself. Yeah, on Wednesday. <laughs> on Wednesday. So. Todd. <laughs> exactly. I'll pull Todd in. I might have to do that anyway since he's speaking. You know what? That might not be a bad you idea. Know. Let's do it. Sounds good to me. Let's twist his arm. Okay. It's going to be a big arm, but let's do it anyway. Well, that's that's why there's arm. two of us. Exactly. All right. Well, you have anything else? I don't. I don't either. So thanks for listening, for hanging in there, for all three of you that are still listening. And uh, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. See ya. Bye. Bye.